to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. The Star Wars Sessions podcast. Part that he loves a good Star Wars session. Absolute legends of Star Wars Sessions. This is the way, this is the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is when fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me here as ever in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. He looks good in the fedora, if he wore one. It's Luke Bly, Master Bly, how you doing mate? Oi oi savaloi. No, my head is too big for hats. I have to get like big boy hats because my noggin is too large. I got you know? fatted. <laughs> I've always had a big head. Even when I was a little smaller, I had a big head. <laughs> oh, big head. Fatted. Fatted. <laughs> no, we fatted both have, mate. Both have. We both have. Uh, but that yes. didn't stop you from ordering a fedora, did it? Last week for the old... Uh, for the old Indiana Jones premiere, the London wow. premiere, which we were kindly invited to. Um, and we'll get to that. We'll oh. get to that. Oh. Well, do, I mean, do we just I dive in? I don't well, know. I did order the fedora. I'll say that right now. Um, yeah, when when we got word that the um, the sessions were being whisked to the London premiere, I was like, well, uh, I'm kind of short on potential indie-themed clothes. So I, was like, I don't know what to wear. Uh, the, the best I can do is get a fedora. I know, like I'll say, it was a cheap one on next day delivery, but it did the job. <laughs> uh, it, it didn't really fit my head very well, but I spent most so of the day holding it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I offered it to Luke. He's like, no, nah, I'm here to do big. My head fatted, mate. Fatted. <laughs> and I told, I told a few of the other lads in, in, in like the queues on the day. This was uh, Monday, Monday afternoon and evening in central London. Yes. And they were like, yeah, no, you have to you have to get a few sizes up as well. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, right. Okay. These this are, is one these size. Are, like, yeah, for who? Seasoned, seasoned veterans of, of, of fat heads and hats. <laughs> Large um, loaf lads. Listen, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. If you want to know, look, you've probably seen on our feed our spoiler-free reviews. There, if you fancy it, give it a listen. Uh, yep. We, in in short, we loved it. I really liked it. I, I preferred it more the second time round watching it at the premiere. Yeah. I thought it was snappier. Everything landed for me because you haven't got that like kind of anxiety of is this going to land? Is this going to mm. work? Am I going to like like all of that's at the door, isn't it? And yes. yeah, I, I, you're seeing it again tonight. I am, yeah. Well, those, yeah. those, that, that spoiler-free episode that was recorded initially, initially after our very first screening at the multimedia one up London with uh, Matt and Mark Newbold from Panther Tracks. Uh, got some good feedback on that from both sections of fan bases. So go check that out yeah and then we went to see it again and we were surrounded by indie fans so it was great to hear like eve our boy eve to get their opinions but i hear you mate once you go in and you know what's coming it helps that we enjoyed it first time round. when you know what's coming and you're not kind of what waiting for what's next it does roll on i think that's that's how you know whether a film is any good and i know that's like you know teaching people to um to suck eggs but it's true if you know a film's good if you can watch it again not long after and you think yeah this is if not better at least as good but i did enjoy it mate um you know i any you know the issues i had with it some of them were still there 
but most sure. of them kind of melted away a little bit because I was just enjoying it. And also the vibe of the night was in my oh, It's going to help, yeah, isn't it? It's going to help. But I am going to go yeah. and see it tonight. I'm taking my old man to see it. I bought him tickets about mm. a month ago when they were announced just so I could get him in because um, he wouldn't go with my mum because she doesn't like indie. So I said, oh, don't worry, I'll take you. And then we got the multimedia invite. Then we got the UK premiere in- invite. And I thought, oh, my, oh wow. So I'm sticking to my um, my bull whip and I'm going again tonight. Maybe I'll have a little snooze during it, but uh, looking forward yeah. to it, mate. Of course. Yeah. Tarrant, well, we got, we, 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 we got a few stories, right? We got a few yeah. stories <laughs> that we'll be sharing throughout the show, but let's get the elephant in the room out of the way first. And let's paint a little picture. Let's paint a little picture. So oh, Matty no, Boy no. and I, we met up in the afternoon and we got our wristbands and we waited in an area for a while. And then we were allowed into this little playpen on the red carpet and we yeah. saw and met any, everyone. that I, I, I can't believe we were so close to people like Frank Marshall. Frank Marshall tweeted a photo that we're in. That's great. <laughs> really, really happy about that. John Lucas Davis film- did as well. John, what well, we're in a photo of John Reese yeah, Davis. I saved it down. Yeah, he's he's in it, and we're just on his left. You can see us almost almost as well as in that one as in the actual Lucasfilm one with Mangold. But yeah, we're in amazing. that one as well. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Okay, yeah. I mean, I mean, just being so close to Harrison Ford. Come on, um, Harrison Ford is there, and you're like, at one point, I was like, is he going to come close to us or not? Is he just going to like because this the the, the, the tour for dial of destiny has been ruthless like these guys have gone i think in the last like five days they were in germany yep. and then they were in uh sicily, sicily yep. and th- like the next day they were in london yep um but you know when it's in london you're always going to get a few more like maybe uk based guests but before we get to that before we get to again the elephant room you you will know it you will love it i wanted uh, to play you this little bit this of audio of Harrison coming over and we've kind of figured we've we've learned some things since about this but I want to play you this this is when Harrison Ford's come up to us Harrison Ford's like like a foot away from us like it's it's the most bizarre thing (laughs) I've ever experienced and well until later on in the evening but um Harrison Ford I felt like looking at Harrison Ford and going Harrison Ford you're shorter than I expected. I know. We could have shoved a sausage roll in his mouth. We were that close. Now, I fear <laughs> for my life how we have done that. But yeah, where where we were situated, we were right by the stage. So when the talent had done their interviews with uh, Edith Bowman, who was comparing the night, they'd come down, they turn right, and there was a gaggle of Indiana Jones cosplayers and us there waiting with open arms for pictures or things to be signed. So Harrison came over and we had a fun interaction. <laughs> Harrison, can we get a snap? <laughs> 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 he goes, he goes, and Matty Boy goes, Harrison, can we have a snap? <laughs> he goes, he looks at me and he kind of has a quick smile. I've like, I've looked at every frame of this video and it's very faint. It's hard to hear, but he goes, you just did. Yeah. You just did. <laughs> I was like, oh, cheers, you, mate. You kind of see me look around like, oh, f- all right, fair enough then, but... Um, <laughs> So I'm going to be dining on that for the rest of my life now. You know, Star Wars sessions have conversed with Harrison Ford at least once in our um, pod career. But um, so I thought, well, that's funny. Good old Harrison having a bit of a giggle. But I later I later learned that everybody who asked for uh, everybody in these kind of fan or uh, VIP pens who'd asked for photos was being 
politely or kind of in terms of Harrison Ford politely turned down. He was only signing right. things. He wasn't taking pictures. And I, I get it. You know, not not everybody was taking pictures or the fact that it was so busy. It was chaos. And like you said, it's been a busy tour. Harrison is the big draw. When he came out, he had to go and do every press, a junket person who was there, speak to them, probably ask the, uh, ask the same questions, answered the same questions. Mm-hmm. By the time he'd finished with Edith, he came over to everyone and he looked genuinely happy to see all the indies and everyone. Um, but he, I, 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 I thought, I bet he can't wait to go home. And I know he said that in one of his interviews the other day. He said, you know, if you could, if you could go anywhere in the world, where would it be? And he said, home. Because he hasn't been home for so long, and I get it. But yeah, yeah um, we uh, we got turned down in the most Harrison Ford way for a photograph. But we know we know it's all a bit of a wink. We got a screen. photo of him. It, I, I'll, I'll uh, release the photos this week. But if if you basically what I've been doing is like screenshotting like frames from the video, and you can see our faces just in it. I'm I'm it's taking that. Mad. I'm taking that as a win. You just Ooh. did. You just Mate. did. We got like Harrison classic. to speak to us. So for everybody who's been sending us the message saying, are we going to hear, hi, this is Harrison Ford and you're listening to some Absolutely not, because he would have put that pen through my eye if I'd asked him to record anything to do with Star Wars or anything. But yeah. um, hey, look, we spoke to him. It was just surreal to be so close to to a, 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 like a, a movie legend, a, a bona fide movie star. You know, Han Solo, Rick Deckard, uh, Har- Indiana Jones, of course, everything he's done in between come on it's, it's it was harrison ford it was it was a dream come true to be that close to him to be able to smell the kind of nice cologne he was wearing as well uh <laughs> great very very cool mate a little whiff it's very nice that was me mate that was me <laughs> of course yeah oh, <laughs> that obviously, was me yeah. obviously yeah. obviously Who did i think he was so, that millionaire yeah pff. so so that was all done and dusted that was great, and they like everyone went into the theater. There were lots of other people there. Jay from the Inbetweeners, uh, Sam <laughs> Ryder, Eurovision yeah. runner-up, <laughs> runner-upper well, last year yeah. or whenever Martin it was. McDonough was there. That's what I said to Luke. I was looking at the balcony. He's like, "Oh, Sting's here," and but I knew it wasn't Sting. I knew it wasn't, but it looked like him. And the guy next to us was like, "Oh, it does look like Sting," and it wasn't until the day after where I thought. In Phoebe Waller Bridge going out with Martin McDonough, because I was trying to work out who it was. You got he's a director of Aim Bruges, um, Seven Billboards, and uh, Banshees of Inner Sharon from last year. And I was like, that could have been him. Then I Googled him. I was like, Oh yeah, that was definitely him. So Hollywood like directorial royalty was there as as well, which was very cool. Also, if anyone's wondering, firstly, welcome to the show. This is gonna be a different session this week. We'll just say that right now. We're we're going yeah. for a little different approach this week. We're just riffing for a little while and then later on we'll we'll answer your usual questions and everything but we're just gonna and have yes, fun still, aren't we? and, uh, uh, and yep and yes ahsoka is coming we're doing that next week basically <laughs> oh my word you can't we've pushed this ahsoka episode about like three weeks now and we're like for it's good because it's for good reason because basically our boy best spin was like oh mate like they're releasing they're releasing some new ahsoka footage like this weekend we were like oh my word we we would have just published our show and it would have been out of date and we we were just like look we got enough to riff off there's a there's enough news going on we can talk indiana jones dollar destiny premiere a little bit and and there's star wars connections throughout 
There are, yes, big time. Right. Well, which kind of leads me beautifully to the next, oh. the next bit, the highlight, the elephant oh. in the room, the, the, the unimaginable happened people. Um, we walked in, we walked into the theater. This is the Cineworld at the Empire Theater in yep, Leicester, Leicester Square. Square. And, um, everyone had gone in and then like our bits, we had our tickets, really cool tickets, assigned seats. And we're going in and we're like, right. Okay. Matty boy and I grab a few, uh, snaps, not with Harrison. And yeah, of course we, we, we walk up the steps and we go round and there's a, uh, there's a wee lady saying, oh yeah, you're through here. And I go, look, uh, are we able to just use the restroom quickly? She's like, oh yeah, yeah, that's fine. Just round the corner that way. I'm like, thank you. Matty boy comes and joins me as well. With my uh, fedora uh, on. With the fedora on and, uh, to, to urinate. And yeah. uh, just, just to clarify, and we're, we're kind of just in and out, aren't we? We're like, right. Okay. Do that. And yeah, uh, I'm, it, I'm usually finished before and I wash my hands and you know, I'm not going to hang around in the toilet because it smells. So I said, I'm going to go and wait outside, mate, as usual, you know, do you do, I'll be out in a minute. And then it happened. Yeah. Like a, like a vision in red, a dream in red. Honestly, mate, I can't, I've come out of the lavvy and Luke is about 10 steps behind me of that. None other than Daisy Ridley, who was at the premiere to support Lucasfilm and Harrison was walking towards us with, you know, with, I think her husband was there and with one of them, one of her kind of like security minders, and nobody had clocked this. Nobody had clocked this, but I'd seen Daisy. My, and then <laughs> my vision's gone blurry and my legs have gone a bit weak, but I thought, I cannot <laughs> say no. And I, I'm not usually the one to kind of shout, oh, can we have a picture? But I wasn't going to say no. So I, I, I've gone up to Daisy, Daisy do, do you mind if I please grab a, grab a photo of you? And she's she's broken off from her conversation. She said, of course. And I've heard Luke come out, oh, my days. Um, <laughs> and I'm trying to take the photo. And I'm pressing the wrong button and I'm desperately trying and I eventually get it. Um, and then, of course, Luke has then had your photo. But <laughs> the impression. Honestly, it was oh, unbelievable. I was, I was trying to press the button. Oh, my days. But nobody else had clocked. So it was the timing was amazing. But, um, <laughs> mate, wasn't it? Wasn't it? It was something else, wasn't it? Come on. What I was a chance. Like, like, hang on. What? I just come out man there with Matt, Matt is up there like a rat up a drain pipe. He, he, this guy, oh. this kid's got his phone out. <laughs> He's got his phone out, like self, doing yeah. a selfie motion. Like it just happened so quickly, yeah, like within seconds. Within seconds, oh, like days. Daisy's like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, oh, can I? <laughs> I don't even know what I said. I was like, oh, can I get a photo too? I was about to say, can I get in? Can I get in on the action as well? Say, I remember you saying um, you were very polite, and you said, and you were very kind of like, da- da- Daisy, please, c- can I have one too? In a very kind of nice way. And she said, yeah, and I she think said yes, of course. I couldn't believe it. I got a really nice photo though of you getting your photo. Fo- have it. You you were taking your photo, <laughs> and it, it, the 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 photos kind of um, focused in on you and Daisy and everything around it. It's like oh. in motion and slightly blurry. I was like, oh man, that's a really good photo. We see the panic in my eyes as I'm trying to get the photo to take. Please yeah. take because otherwise she's going to be pulled away. Because this was not lo- uh, about two three minutes before you know everybody was going to come out and start doing their talk in front of the screen. So, you know, we're, they're waiting for it to go in. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's one of those things you're like, that's, that's Ray. That's right. Yeah. Like I can't, I've, I don't think I've ever been, I've met a couple famous people before in my life, but like that was, 
probably number one for me just to be that <laughs> close and to take a photo with with ray from star wars is is unreal daisy ridley what what a hero and she's do, great yeah, in do, real life too. do do you remember after i yeah. i was like i've i started videoing like the whole situation like like <laughs> a selfie yeah and she's starting to just walk in. And also, Charmin obeyed Chinois, like walking in front of her, going by. Like, there are a few people all going in at the same time. Yep. And we'll get to the Charmin thing. But, like, However. I'm videoing it. And and there are these, like, stupid, like, poles in the yeah, corridor. Interesting <laughs> lights like, and sync LED poles, yeah. yeah. And and I'm videoing and I'm walking off and you can tell that I'm kind of shocked. And I just straight up walk into one of these poles and I've videoed it. I've videoed it and it, you hear me go boing and go into it and this pole falls down. And there's this, I, I you, my video stopped after this bit, but there's one of the Cineworld people were like, more people just get into this scene. <laughs> so just, this woman starts having a, like a mental breakdown like right in front of us because I've walked into this poll i was like oh sorry sorry i like like, laughing at luke Ah. (laughs) yeah maybe was a lit yeah i think you can hear like i can can hear hear my and you can hear her her shouting and and that was directly after meeting the english rose and um we've had lots and lots of lovely messages um thank you for all the messages and yes for the brief time we spent with daisy she was very nice very 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 polite um an absolute english rose in reality as well there was no Oh, do I have to take a photo? And even when I couldn't take the photo, she graciously mm-hmm. stood there and waited. Really, yeah. really, honestly, mate, dream come true. It's the English Rose, isn't it? And yeah, to everybody, I've only just about got my bearings back, but I sat in that cinema, grin on my face on cloud nine. I was, that was it. Sessions is over now. We, we don't get any better than this. I mean, I know. Um, we're not going to Charles dance around any more stories, of course, but that one oh. in particular was superb. Honestly, huge moment. <laughs> <laughs> during, during the <laughs> during, during yeah. the film yeah during the film I'll let this you is describe like, it then i will <laughs> this is this is toward the end of the film um yeah, i think anyway through. and uh i see a guy just like walked because i don't see anyone really going to the toilet and i'm like oh man i could use the loo again I, i've been i've been like downing some water yeah um yeah. I drank a lot of water and during like the day when we were waiting around in Leicester Square, there wasn't like loads of water available. So as soon as that opportunity came up, I was like, right, bang, down one of those. Oh. And I really need to pee again. And uh, I saw this gentleman just like walk down and go to the loo. And I looked at him and I was like, oh, mate, he's, he must be going to the toilet. Like, so that's fine. That's kosher. I suppose we'll go to, I'll, I'll go use the loo. And I, I told Matty boy, I'm like, I'm just going to use the loo. I've seen the film already. Saw it last week. I'll, I'm just going to go use the loo yeah, quick. Go on, then, mate. After you, go on, son. Yeah. It turns out um, I come back and uh guy that went with me to the loo, who I used the loo next to, was Charles Dance. <laughs> and I was like, What did you whisper right? in my ear? <laughs> I was like, I just done. I just done a crap next to Charles Dance. <laughs> I'm sitting in the cinema watching a film like this, like pivotal third act moment, and he's whispered that in my ear, and I'm like, wow, I didn't expect that because I saw Lukey Boy look to his right because I saw someone going down the stairs, and to me, it looked like he'd seen this guy, clocked who it was, and then looked at me and said. Yeah, mate, I'm just going to uh, uh, run to the toilet back in a minute. I thought he's following <laughs> him because he knew who it was. 
And then he's come back with that story. Just, it uh, looked so weird. It, listen, it was pitch. I didn't know who it was. It was sort of pitch black. I just saw a guy walk down the stairs and go to the toilet. And, and I was we like, saw him at the end, so brilliant. it definitely was him. Yeah, no, it was. I thought it was. I was like, is that is that him? Yeah. So that was uh, that was another good one. Last time, oh, last time, last time, Charles Dance was seen on a toilet was Game of Thrones when he got killed. So uh, thankfully, he made it oh. out of that situation alive. Oh well, there we go, mate. Well, that's what happens when um, when you go Indiana Jones, Star of Destiny, <laughs> London Premier. You know, stalking you. Well, listen, mate. We've got, we got, we uh, look. We're getting to the Star Wars stuff. We met Ray Skywalker. I mean, come oh. on, mate. Enough said. But um, I'd wanted to bring this little wow. detail up that okay. I videoed. I videoed this while we were, um, while we while we were in like the little playpen bit, right? <laughs> and it was only really afterwards, once I uploaded it to you know like TikTok and Instagram, mm-hmm. that I realised that. Effectively, I, I got some photos that went a wee bit viral. Like a lot, a lot of people on Twitter were talking about. Yeah. It. Like the Raylo community jumped on it, which it was just really great Shout to out. see. Yep. Lots, lo- lots of excitement. And it's only after that, really, you can you can almost, I feel, you can almost tell what sort of conversations going on, right? Cool. So, Kathy Kennedy is so one, once everyone's gone and done the red carpet and stuff. A lot of the um, A-listers, they've, they've all gone upstairs to this little bar on a balcony that's facing Leicester Square, right? Frank Marshall's up there. James Mangold's up there. Kathleen Kennedy, president of Lucasfilm. you got Daisy Ridley up there. And I noticed, and that's when we actually clocked. Do you remember? We actually clocked Daisy on the balcony because oh, I didn't yeah. see her do the red carpet. And we shouted, Daisy, and waved, and she waved back to oh, us. Oh, we've got a video of that as well. <laughs> And we were like happy with that. We were like, "Wow, we'll take that, right?" <laughs> Every and, day. And and it, and again, since posting it, I've realised that Kathy and Daisy are talking. Yeah. And there's a moment where 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 Daisy just smiles like like bright her you know bright toothy smile, smile right um, amazing smile. And but before then, she's asking Kathy a question, and Kathy just replies like, "Yeah, yeah." And Daisy like smiles, and then Kathy goes, "Oh, should I just grab this person?" And that's when she she brings over Charmin Obey Chinoy, right? So we now know that from Star Wars Celebration that Charmin Obey Chinoy is directing the new Jedi Order film, right? That continuation of Rey Skywalker, maybe the other Jedi Finn, may- maybe their story. And they're there, that mate, they are talking about that new Jedi Order film. And I'm convinced because of that scenario, right? Because of Daisy's big smile and, and to, to Kathy saying, yes, is maybe it was a question of like, oh, you know, are we still on track for the new Jedi Order film? Are we still on track to film in April next year, which is what Apparently, we've yeah. heard. That's what we've heard that April next year, that's when that film's, uh, you know, beginning to film over in 2026. Yep. Really? So. Uh, that's that's what I thought. It's a little thing, but I, I, I thought it was quite reassuring to see them all together talking for, for a meaty amount of time. You know, yeah. Charmin, Kathy, and Daisy. And then, if if you remember what we said with me walking into that little post story, right? Behind Daisy was Charmin. So, th- so they were together. They were talking together, even oh, yeah. when Kathy came down, right? Those yep. two were still together chatting and ma- vibing maybe talking about like the new script or the new plot or something um i thought that was worth sharing mate so yeah no 100 percent, but i hadn't picked up on that um it 
that that's why it's good to go back through those videos. I will do that myself. I'm just going to look see if I can find any kind of morsels in there. But it is extremely telling. And yeah, there was an uh, an elongated period of time where Kathy was talking just to Daisy, and then yeah. um, Charmino Bade Shinoy comes over, and they're all chatting together. And then you know one might leave and then come back, and they're all chatting again. And it was you know it was great to almost be on fly on the wall and try and kind of work out what they're saying. Thank goodness for you that you actually kind of studied what they were saying but it it, it lines up doesn't it because as you say the film is due to be to start production uh, next april as we as like i say as we've been led to believe for a mm-hmm. 2026 release that's only well it's under a year 10 months away we know delays can happen with the writer's strike we know delays can happen with anything nowadays so it's probably it's good reassurance for daisy but it's also reassuring just for us just us too specifically to be able to look up and see like you know those threes particularly like the powerful three when it comes to those films are there you know they are there when we're, we're this far away from starting production and they are there and there's been um rumors and um scoops and leaks about the apparent synopsis of the new Jedi Order film, which have oh. now been rebuffed completely. And thank goodness, well, thank goodness, yes, they were I awful. Mean, yeah, they weren't great. Again, it all comes down to, to the. Uh, it all comes down to the magical oh. word of execution. <laughs> yeah. there, we there we go. Drink up um, mm-hmm. from script to screen. But I'm glad that hasn't been leaked because you know we're we're potentially three years away. I love me theories and speculation. But I don't want to leak this early. So, um, yeah, maybe maybe that's what they're laughing about. Maybe Kathy said, hey, did you see that that leak that dropped online from, from that Bespin geezer? I wasn't Bespin, from other people. <laughs> and they were like, ah, <laughs> yeah, rubbish. No, um, do you, interesting, do you, though. Do you remember we were at, we were at Celebration? and We were. I, I can't bait out these people too much, but there, there are a couple... There is, there's a couple that we know of, Lucasfilm and Disney people, that listen to our show. Yes. There's not loads, but there's a couple. And I asked them. They were oh, like, no, oh, I yeah. listen to And I asked them, I was like, oh, do you know Bespin Bulletin? They're like, oh, we know him. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, we all we know, know that him. guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, classic. I was like, They're yeah, me there. too. <laughs> yeah. I know he's a good old We've boy. We've heard of him. We've heard of him, but yeah, that all of that synopsis was was debunked, which is great. But um, it was brilliant to see the three of them together up there alongside. I think it was might have been Simon Emmanuel, the producer, smoking a fat cigar um, up there. They yeah. were living the high life. But, and um, Frank Marshall that was very cool. And Frank Marshall, yeah, legendary producer in Hollywood. Obviously, Kathy Kennedy's husband as well, legendary producer, and he looked like he was having a great time. He was taking pictures of his wife. He was taking pictures of the fans. Kathy Kennedy's doppelganger was there as well. I think it was her sister. What? It might have been her clone. That was uncanny, wasn't it? We were like, we couldn't work out. I kept out. getting yeah. confused and be like, "Oh, there's Kathy," and it's not. I th- I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's her sister. I was like, "That is that is unbelievable." Unreal. That's unbelievable. That's like when we found out that Mon Mothma was in Rogue One, and we were like, "What? Taking off our glasses? What? That? How's that possible?" That's they didn't smell the same. Yeah. Um. Did you hear about? I think this was at this was at London, right on the red carpet. Kathy did um a little bit of time with a, with with a few of the press guys. That Harrison like went in. Harrison was there for them, ages yeah. with the press, right? Um. But yeah, apparently Kathy Kennedy on the red carpet revealed that the Ray film, yes, the one we were just talking about, could be somewhat connected to James Mangold's film. James Mangold, yeah, well, obviously the, the director, yeah. 
the director of Dial of Destiny, um, who was all there at the same time, and she hinted at that. And I've got I've got uh, a few quotes here, mate, cool. from that that Kathy said, and she's she uh, was talking to I think it was Games uh, Radar. Yep. And she goes, I think uh, what's always great about Star Wars is it's a big galaxy and we're coming off of what was a major war with the First Order. And now Ray has made a promise to Luke. And that's really the core of where we're going and what this story will be. And I think it offers just tremendous opportunity to introduce new characters and start with something fresh because we culminated with what George Lucas was creating. And now we take all of that and move it to the next chapter. Interesting. She mm-hmm. goes on to say, it was something that Jim, brackets mangled, immediately sparked to. And I think it's a really nice compliment to what we're doing with moving into the future with Ray and then understanding a bit more of where this all came from because it will be at the heart of creating the new Jedi Order. So to get some real sense of where that might have began with Dawn of the Jedi could be pretty cool. Mm. Mate, I like that. Why not? You know, why I love not? a connection, mate. And yeah. at some point, why not? If 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 they're going to be telling us or extolling to us the point of where it came from or who discovered the Force or at least who was the first Jedi to wield it, then at some point the stories are going to have to start referencing that as well. Um, this is what we do in canon is it started in 1977 with a new hope and then since then stories are added on top of that or using the information from a new hope or um you know or, or adding from it for subsequent stories so we're gonna have to start doing it soon like moving on and i and i, I love the sound of that that whatever happens twenty five thousand years ago could be referenced in a minor way or anyway in this new film i love it if if, if uh, ray is potentially setting up this new Jedi order and they're looking back at, okay, well, this is what Luke said. This is what the, the Republic era Jedi were all about. What about the ones before that? I love the idea that they can kind of maybe stumble across something that was seen in Mangold's film or even just a location or just something, even a tiny thing like that. I love, that's what I love. I don't think there's going to be any like solid connections, of course, like um, mm. c- characters because they'd be very old unless it's Hu Yang which we answered last week, but I love it, mate. And it also smacks to me that taking it on face value, because that's all we've got at a minute. Right. It smacks to me that there is a writer's room. There is a plan, the story group, the, the, the creators, the producers, the president, they're all involved in this to say, right, Mangold, what are you doing? Okay. This is what Charmaine's doing. Mm-hmm. Let's sprinkle a bit of what you're doing into that. And you know, what was Filoni doing? Great. We've well, got the three series work, get that, make that work. It seems a bit more cohesive now. If it all comes to plan, that excites yes. me. Yes, yes, I'm, I'm really, really excited, mate. I think James Mangold as well. He's, he's capable. Again, what 100%. watching the film, watching the film the other night, I am like, yeah, this guy gets it. This guy has kind of taken on, taken on the the, the huge responsibility of not not just continuing but finishing that Indiana Jones story. Their words, and not ours. Yep, he 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 does it with such finesse, and uh, I I feel respect to Indy and to a lot of the characters and a lot of the story, and even deals with some real life uh, complexity in a really nuanced way, really really sophisticated way. So yeah, and I love the way James Mangold talks. I really do, and the way he was with the fans, mate. He was. 
a joy, an absolute joy. And again, you know, this this isn't like to us. We're so hyped for the for, for the premiere. We are so hyped to even be there, to even see these people with our own eyes, right? And that's enough. Like that's fine. That's a privilege in itself. And by the way, that's because of all you guys listening right now, right? One hundred percent. Say that. Now, that's not because of us. That's because of what you guys have given us. So we are very, very, very grateful. We're grateful for people like Fanta Tracks, Charlie Ashby from Imperial Senate Podcast, Glad. Eve Evangel yep. ST, you know, ST nineteen oh nine oh nine double oh one nine. That's it. Thank you. We also we hung out with BK Cosplay as well. She was an absolute diamond. Just fantastic to hang out with. I tell you what, as well, we just sorry, we're we're going all over the place here. That's me, though. Really, I go all over the place. We 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 just grabbed we we just grabbed a Greg's because there's a Greg's on Leicester Square, and I was like, yeah. I, we arrived, we arrived at Leicester Square. I was like, mate, boy, um, you know, have you eaten? He's like, no, I ain't eating. Like, what's the plan? I'm like, mate, we're not going to get out of the cinema till like yeah. late. I think we should get something. We kind of look at each other like Greg's, Greg's, Greg's. and we get of a cheeky. Course. And also, cheeky. we want to get we want to get near the front of the queue because you, we we don't know how it all works, but we assume if you're near the front of the queue, you get closer to um, being able to see Harrison and Greg's. I mean, it's there, you know, it? it's right, right there for us. Save a right. bit of bunts. To think that like Greg's is just there, and Greg's is on the side of where all like the the the, the celebrities were coming in. The actors Harrison were Ford in. would have seen Greg's. That's unreal, isn't it? Yeah. Unreal. Well, we were we were there. We in in this little waiting area. We had a young uh, a, a, a wee lad, a young lad. I say he's young. It's probably the same age, but but absolute tank. He came over and um, he's uh, addressed as Indy. He's like, "Oh, sorry guys, you um you Star Wars sessions." We're like, "Yes, yes. mate. Yes, mate. Hello, hello there. What's your name?" And uh, yeah, it turns out his name is Gibson. Gibson uh, Bozeman, Bosman, one of those. And he goes, yeah, listen, listen to you guys for about a year and a half. Love your show. So I was like, dude, thank you so much. It, I, I just love when that happens, Matty Boy, because it turns, well, we know just from our own stats that like most people that listen don't really reach out or communicate. And we know we get or that in some cases, come on, or even follow us on like Instagram. Yeah. And that's fine. We're like, cause I do the same. I listen to loads of podcasts. And I don't like reach out to them all the time. So very true. Same here. Yeah, so that was really nice. Thank you so much. Cheeky shout out to Gibson. Um, yeah, I don't Gibson know where I was going with that. Well, no, it's oh, fine, Mangold, on, the, on the train Mangold. back to um, on the train back home, uh, um, a lad saw my hat, and I was mate. It, it, it was late, and all I wanted to do was eat my all day breakfast baguette at oh. seven o'clock in the evening. Um, Where'd you get that this from? Lad, I got it from uh, Bagel, something like Bagel Crust or something like that, or whatever it's called in, oh, in Waterloo Station. Upper, there wasn't upper crust. It was something else. It was like an independent kind of place in oh, Waterloo Station, overpriced as anything. But classic. But, um, I got my headphones in, and I just I could see this lad looking, and he's, and eventually he looked over. Were you at the in, Indiana Jones premiere? And I said, Yes, I was. Were you? And he said, Yeah, so was I. Um, this lad who was called Callum. If you're listening, mate, shout out. Lovely to uh, spend a train ride home with you, mate. He he was looking over the railings, kind of just trying to look in from the outside, and he said. A businessman, he didn't say who, but a rich businessman basically said, mate, do you want to come in? I've got, I've got a plus one ticket. Do you want to come on with me and watch the film? Because any, because the guy was smartly dressed, this lab was. And he said, yeah, sure. So this guy was walking in on the red carpet in amongst all of the A-listers and VIPs just because he what? looked over the fence and had a shirt and trousers on. And 
Uh, so we had a chat about the film. We had a chat about Star Wars. Um, if you're listening, I certainly hope you are. You're a lad. Um, but that was very cool as well. Um, <laughs> you're a lad. Again, otherwise I'd have been on the train eating my baguette, falling asleep. So you kept me awake with some good chatter as well. And shout out to Jamie Garwood, who I saw in Lush, who somehow recognised me from 50 yards away in Lakeside Shopping Centre and came in and said hello. So shout everyone's yeah. seeing us recently. I oh, know. What's going on? What is it. going on? Love what it. is going on? He's a good boy. Oh, James, James Mangold, proper lad. Yes. Can't, can't wait for the film. I love Kathy's sentences just there. Um, I think I think that's it. I think we've kind of done the um, premiere to death, I haven't we? I think so. John Reese davis was there. He was very, very oh. cool as well. Obviously, um, Gimli. Salah Gimli, from Indy and Gimli. Uh, we didn't say any Gimli lines to him, but we've got a few we could have said. Uh, we saw yes. Harrison and Daisy one having a chat on the power one in, one in particular. One in particular that uh, happened uh, to Elm Street. <laughs> yeah, which I wanted to shout at him, but I didn't. Um, I really wanted to. Uh, we saw Harrison and Daisy having a chat on the balcony. No idea what about, but it was lovely to see oh, yeah. those two having a chat. reminding me of the scene in Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. I can take care of myself. That's, you know, all that kind of thing. So that was very cool, but it was just a great night, wasn't it? So thank you to to Lucasfilm, to Disney Studios UK for allowing us to come along. And thank you to all of you listeners for supporting, following, engaging, commenting, and giving us the opportunity to do these wonderful things. Uh, we, we, it doesn't go unnoticed at all. It's all because of you guys. Well, it was only a few hours before in London um a few miles away from Leicester Square in East London Canary Wharf on that Sunday they were filming Andor season 2 oh. and oh you know we were even talking weren't we we were like do you reckon i think it was eve eve was like planting little seeds of hope in my little heart it was like do you think uh, diego will be here tonight i was like oh, i doubt it in the corner <laughs> <laughs> i was like no and but then i was Maybe. like well he might be he might be <laughs> yeah. because they were filming yesterday and they probably got a day off today and yeah. um who knows who knows but they're always gonna and that sunday was so hot it was like 31 yeah. degrees i think in london it must have been like 32 33 it was over 90 degrees fahrenheit it was hot and humid yeah, it was really humid, really humid. And I felt f- sorry for the souls that were like, dressed up in Stormtrooper outfits that were filming Canary Wharf. 100%. Uh, yeah, big time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it turns out uh, I heard this first from our boy Bespin. Again, that's Mad. like the fourth mention of him, this <laughs> this show. But he he basically texted me and he was like, mate, how far are you from from uh, this part of Canary Wharf? Right, Heron Key, I think he said it was. But I was like, mate, I'm pretty sure that's like the crossrail the crossrail bridge where yeah. they filmed season two and um, season he, takes, he, he, he takes me these photos. He's like, mate, they're filming there like right now. I'm like, I'm like, Oh, I'm, I literally replied like, mate, I am. Uh, and you'll see there's a common theme here. I'm like, I'm on a toilet around my friend's house in Malden. <laughs> Callum's. Hey. I'm on Cowbag's toilet in Malden in North East <laughs> Essex or Mid Essex. Oh, I do like Malden. It's got a nice. I like going down there by the by the sea, grabbing an ice cream the promenade. Nice. Yeah, that's prom- lovely. I won, yeah, I won some art there once. Very nice. You what? One. I won one. I won some art. Yeah, there was um, some art okay. an art thing going on, and I put my name in the hat. And they a month later they emailed me and a really nice uh, hand painted picture of a boat at sea. I was, oh, it's really, it's, it's hanging up in Olivia's house. Still my daughter's house. Still it's very, very nice. That's my Morden story. All right. Amazing. Yeah, no, Morden's good. Morden's a really, really nice. So 
yeah, I, I was like, mate, I can't get there at the moment. But he's like, yeah, they are they're like full, full on production. So some of you guys might remember the the uh, the access tunnel, the, the the walkway to the um, Imperial Security Bureau uh, <laughs> in in Andor yep. season one. They were filming in the exact same location again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I we've been there, haven't we? Oh yeah, we've been there loads of times yeah. loads of times and we like recreate i just can't believe that they do that i can't believe that they use a financial district in london to film star wars and yet it suits so well it looks so it well. looks it looks so good so good you know mate you know oh, best be mate you should have rang me to tell me about it um <laughs> um yeah, that, you wouldn't that, have picked up, mate. You wouldn't uh, have picked up for you during the week, mate. Um, yeah, that that's very cool to see that, um, and it mm. does look proper. Not, it's not sci-fi. It's not futuristic. It just has that aesthetic about it, that Star Wars vibe to it. Where when mm-hmm. we saw it in Andor, yeah, we might be able to clock that it's London, but it doesn't take me out of it uh, at all. Um, and it was, it got me thinking as well that I remember when we found out that. Cassian or Cassa was from Canary, uh, Canary Wharf. They're mm. finally bringing it into canon, Canary, Canary Wharf. Uh, and it's only just dawned on me. That's probably where they got the name from. We may have mentioned that in the recap last year, but I spent most of the time calling Cassian's homeworld Canary. Uh, so uh, if you listen back, I apologise. Yes, Canary. Yeah, don't worry about that. But it's very cool, isn't it, though, to know that we're going back there. Obviously, they're not, they're not going to ditch the ISB storyline or anything like that. But it's good to know that we've got that uh, connectivity between season one and season two it's going to have some bridges which uh feel familiar we know we're going to be expanding the story tony guroy himself has said that he said of course we're going to bring it be bringing in characters that everybody knows some are a given some might be a bit of a surprise but at the heart of it is still going to be you know the story we set up in season one mate i, I really 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 can't wait for annual season two we, i think everybody knows what we think about season one now but just seeing oh. the snaps that you know they've been around the Barbican Way, they've been back at Canary Wharf. That it's happening, and we yep. know Gilroy's obviously not on set because of the writers' strike and everything. But just the fact that we can see it's happening, and yeah, you know, it's going to be here before you know it, mate. It excites me because that was quality TV, and you know Diego Diego's already f- said he's feeling a little bit melancholic about the fact that eventually it's all going to come to an end because. He said before that he wants the story, story to be wrapped up. He doesn't want to play Cassian forever, but he said right. it in a way that was because you know, this means so much to him. He just wants that story to go out on a high, to be done in as many episodes as it needs to be done, and then that's his story. But he's already thinking about you know when we wrap production and the, the and and the thing for me is that 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 is a hundred percent done for me now as Cassian Andor and. It, you know, it, it warms my heart a little bit to hear an actor say that the idea of saying goodbye to their character is, is hard because of what it means to him, of course, as a, as a Latin American actor as well, there's um, the representation side of it as well. But just hearing how much he loves the character and he doesn't want it to end as much as we don't want to, mm-hmm. it, you know, it, it warms the cockles a little bit, mate. No, it does, mate. It really, really does. I mean, what warms my cockles, Matty Boy, is that if you look up Ash White 89 on Twitter and look at his video, 
I think this guy's just like going for a walk in in the Docklands in London, and he basically stumbles upon this Star Wars production, and what? he's video- videoing it. Watch it. I think my favorite thing is it's it's the bridge, it's the ISB bridge, right? It's it's the yeah. walkway to the headquarters. You see stormtroopers going by. You can see Imperial officers going by. It's really cool. If you watch it, what I love is uh, there's a little Lola's cupcakes booth, yeah, uh, in the in the bottom left corner, and I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> Lola's cupcakes <laughs> canon officially canon I had Lola I, Lola Lola I had one of those uh, I had one of their uh, strawberry cupcakes the other mm-hmm. day and I was like mate this tastes like cheesecake yeah they're not bad are they they're not bad they're, they're super super soft and spongy but um, I was like, I know somebody else that- can make cakes a little bit better and I'm sure you do as well mate but these aren't yeah. the Lola's aren't bad as, at all though are they're they, all right mate? They're all right. right. The, the thing is of Lola's is they're always in places that are like like mad convenient. Like there's one I know there's one at Waterloo underground. You know the one yes. you know the one that comes out um the east. Yeah, I know the east you mean, one, yeah. near Capital Towers. Yeah, that, That's it. that yeah, one has told. a Lola's. There's one at Tottenham Court Road as well, at the underground there. There's a Lola's yeah. stall and it's like it's just there. New water as well, which is there was a stall there. I used to love going there um just for that. Um yeah. I do enjoy I do enjoy Lola, mate. I'm just getting the Andor vibes, mate. I, I watched I a film the other day and um it was called No Hard Feelings. And in it, um Ebon Moss Backrack is in it, who played Arvel Skeen in Andor, uh in the um you know, the arc where they have to take down Aldani. The Aldani arc, he's the one who turns on Ander at the end and he's got to shoot him. And just seeing him, because I know he's been in the bear and stuff like that, but just seeing him, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I really want to watch Andor again. I really just want to watch like an arc of Andor and get stuck in. Uh, oh, and wow. I want to watch the Aldani arc specifically from uh, 4, 5, and 6. It, the more I think about it, it's I, I cannot wait to get back into that world. And Diego, Diego's shooting for those best actor nominations. I hope he gets a bit more to do in season two, but I feel like season two is going to be even more of an ensemble cast. But we do know it leads directly into Rogue One. So hopefully Diego gets his own time to shine throughout season two because you know, his name's on the title. He is the, the big draw for the show. I'd love to see him and the character go out in... Uh, in as big a way as possible before we go into Rogue One because he deserves it. He's been great for the franchise. He's been great for the fans and he loves it as well. He, If anything, he loves, he loves it and he it. loves Cassian Andor. Um, <laughs> so yeah, any Andor talk, mate, it gets, me, it gets the juices flowing, mate. I have such a hankering to watch The Last Jedi. For real? It might have been, it might have been because after, after the premiere, we were at All Bar One with BK Cosplay and she was saying like, Oh, Last yeah. Jedi is my favorite Star Wars film. And we we just were talk we that just that's it's all you've got to say. And that's a conversation style. We're like, right, okay. And we were explaining how, like, yeah, you know, we love it. And Matty Boy loves it maybe a bit more than Luke, but like we love this bit. I'm, and then I'm like, yeah, but I'm not a fan of this bit and this bit and this bit. And oh mate, but I just have this something about that film when I want to watch it. That's all I can think of. I'm like, no, that is I'm gonna go in. Tell I might even it. see if I can get away with watching that tonight and be Do like it. Do it. Yeah, that's it, mate. That's I it. I want to watch The Force Awakens. But now that we've met Daisy Ridley and Ray Skywalker, and again, during that same conversation nah. with BK, we were talking about Ray's introduction and when the music hits and stuff like that. And uh, and you know what? I, I was thinking, I really want to do a show about The Force Awakens hype. And then I remembered about 
well, about 160 shows ago, or maybe 60, 70, 80 shows, we already did it because I just yeah, wanted to revisit that era again, man. But I want to watch The Force Awakens again soon, so I might do that <laughs> tomorrow because I've got Indie tonight. Oh, uh, mate, do it, do it, do it, do it. Do just it. T- watch it on your phone in the cinema. Be like, oh, I've already seen it, lads. Yeah, I've already seen, seen it. it. And then drop, this is what happens drop, in the end. Drop a fat spoiler. Just warn them, <laughs> yeah. guys. It gets a bit crazy. Gets a bit crazy, but it's good. It's good crazy. It's good. It's good um, and what? What's another? We've got a few more points here, mate. We got f- well. Actually, while we're kind of on the Rogue One topic, um, I really, really liked this little news uh, tidbit that came up. Was it the other day? The yeah. uh, Riz Ahmed, our boy Riz MC, Oscar-winning Riz Ahmed, yes. has praised the bravery of the Rogue One production team. And he goes on and says, this is because the changes they made to the original cut. He says it takes guts to do that. And I'm really glad they did because we get a lot of great feedback about Rogue One. A lot of great feedback, mate, Riz. Yeah, that's an understatement. Like Rogue One, Rogue One just keeps on aging like fine wine. And that's something that I, I, I think I was on a, tiktok the other day and someone was saying oh i wish i could go back to the force awakens when it was just nothing but hype for that film you know the fandom wasn't divided and i don't think the fandom was divided for rogue one either and i think people forget that i think people no, forget that right there was a bit of um, there was yeah, a bit of on. people kind of saying uh they, they they were so excited for what came next for episode eight i know i remember people sort of seeing rogue one as almost like a just like a stepping stone as a, a, a decent interlude, which probably mm-hmm. won't add up to much before we get to the meat of episode eight. And so let's see how that turned out with Rogue One was, was excellent. Yes. Yes. I, I completely concur with that. I think that at the time we were like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. So good. And yet, <laughs> and yet in, so good. The, thank you. <laughs> In hindsight, in hindsight, I wish I'd just like soaked it up a little bit more because a little did we know, weren't we? For little did we know, yeah, that's true. But little did we know it would be like that good, like that good. And it's funny, isn't it? It's funny. Nostalgia also probably helps a wee bit. Um, Um, I think so, mate. But it's great to hear Riz say that Oscar winning. Riz Ahmed, I think mm. it's for his short. Mm. I think it's called The Long Goodbye. Really, really great short film. It was maybe two years ago at the Oscars now. Um, and Oscar nominated actor is Oscar. He was, yeah, uh, but, sorry, go on, mate. No, no, I was going to say it wasn't for the, what's it called? The Sound of... Um, Sound of Metal. He was nominated for Best Actor there and had a high chance of winning because he is superb in that film. He plays a drummer who loses his mm. hearing. but and, and how does that affect him? Because that's his livelihood. And how does that affect the relationships around him? If anyone gets a chance to watch it, I think it's on Amazon in the UK. Do go and watch Sound of Metal. It's very, very good. And Riz Ahmed's great in it. Um, but it's great to hear him talk positively about Rogue One because he has said in the past that for, he did Rogue One, then he did Venom. And he, he enjoyed doing the big films, but he wanted to focus more on the smaller, more personal films. And it's worked out well mm-hmm. for him. And he said he still likes the idea. He still wants to do big films. Um but it's nice to hear him specifically say, you know, we still get great feedback about Rogue One and that he has fond memories of it. And obviously he's now seen through the looking glass of how to how to make these things, maybe not to the size of a Star Wars, but, you know, filmmaking mm-hmm. is intrinsically the same, whatever you do. Um, and yeah, it does take guts. We've heard different stories of how the original cut of Rogue One, the Edwards cut, 
looked compared to the final one and that's a story for another time whatever but it does take guts to basically look at something and say right this isn't working or this isn't going the way we thought we've got to change it and then say right tony come in we need to overhaul a certain percentage of this here's the money it's it's pretty much double or bust a little bit like solo in fact rogue one and solo are similar that rogue one made the money solo didn't and Rogue One has the enduring legacy that maybe Solo hasn't got yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but it does take mm-hmm. us because if that goes wrong, after the hype of The Force Awakens, you release Rogue One, it makes 300 million and you, you lose like 600, then you, you're, you're on a hide into nothing. But um, it's just great to hear Rogue One and someone like Riz Ahmed come out and say, yeah, really, really enjoyed it uh, and I still love hearing the feedback. Do you know what? Go on, Do Sam. you know what? Riz Ahmed, Bodhi Rook, and or, and, and, and or season two he'll be in there. oh well, oh he did say he'll it would there. make sense for some of them do you reckon we'll see mads we could say mads mick scale and urso do you reckon he'll make a little brief appearance maybe i mean he was in london yesterday right he's you only got a nip asked. over he's only got a nip <laughs> yeah should have oh, that these he's are, a these are questions he's a Good looking guy, isn't he? Mads he's Mikkelsen. A my stud, word. isn't he? He's a stud. I mean, stud. He, looks, he looks good on screen, but I, yeah. I, you know, I was like, mate, that is he, he, this guy. But he's I feel like, no, he has got a drip. I feel mm-hmm. like um, I didn't take in as much Mads Mikkelsen as I should have because that's when I think we clocked Daisy was up yeah. in the balcony. So when Mads <laughs> came over, you and I were just looking up. <laughs> like, the camera was pointed. <laughs> That was literally it, and then that also permeated into Phoebe Waller Bridge, who who on who looked super, looked stunning on the night. Um, she and I think it was Disney yeah. or Lucasfilm said she came to serve, and she really did. And she was talking. I love Phoebe Waller Bridge anyway, but Daisy was up there, so I was like, you know, we were all looking at Daisy. And what, <laughs> what I did notice though was when when Phoebe Waller Bridge started her interview, you could I I don't know if I caught it or not, but you could see Daisy kind of almost like loudly supporting her her mate Phoebe, which I thought was very cool. Um, but yeah, once once Daisy was there, everything went out the window. But yeah, Mads looked cool. He's super cool. <laughs> Huge respect as an actor, and there's a chance. I don't want to. I don't want to go into full Rogue One, but there's a chance he could be there. That's a good idea. That's a good story mm-hmm. for another episode, mate. Who could be in Andor season two? Um, right, and we're we'll the heart of indie man. We've got a really cool show idea for Andor season one coming up real soon. Rawson, oh, we've yeah. been we've been meaning to do this show for like a while, but we've kind of put it on the back burner. But I'm really excited for this. It's it's yeah. yeah I won't yes, I won't I, I won't spoil it, but we we are, we are ready to dive back into a bit more Andor. Uh, so yeah, keep keep an eye out and an ear out for that in the next few weeks, Matty boy. I cannot believe how fortunate we are to yeah. have experienced that and again thank you to you thank you to you who listen you who leave reviews if you ain't left a review please leave a review on spotify apple podcast Podchaser, wherever you are it Most means awesome. a it means the world to to us um yeah i can't i can't believe it can't believe it i never thought that this would be plausible and yeah it happened so Here we are wild wild thank you so much everyone daisy ridley Daisy. <laughs> Hi, this is Christopher Sean, Kazuta Ziono in Star Wars Resistance, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. 
Now, by the time the Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny premiered finished, we only had time for a pint. Luke had time to neck one because he almost missed his train. So, <laughs> to make up for it, true. it's true, we've pulled up uh, the Essex Falcon outside of our favourite Dusty Drinking Hole, the Bantina. The only question that now remains, my friend, is... <gasps> shall we? Oh, let's do it. Ah, for extra content... Go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. You know it's going to be so good. Best podcast. Best podcast. Best podcast. That's right. It is the spiciest part of the Put Up podcast. It's the mm. Patreon question section. Yeah. Uh, we've got some cheeky ones this week, Mayboy. The Max mm. Rebo Experience. The one, the only. And he's got a name similar to yours, Matt Rebo. Uh, he asks, sure. kind, kind of a follow-up to my last headcanon question. You mentioned Harja in the Kenobi one year later episode. We did. He goes on to say, I think having Harja watch out for her while she climbed through the HVAC system in Kenobi really put Leia on the road to liking scoundrels. What say you? What do you reckon, Matty Boy? What are you saying to this question? A uh, nice one from our favourite blue boy. I love the idea of it just being like an aircon system. You're like, oh, come on, let's sort it out. Um, or the ventilation system. Um, headcanon, I remember your question from last uh, month, mate, about what's our kind of favourite headcanon-y moments. And, yeah, th- this this could fit into that with a plum. you know. Harja went from being uh, what we thought was a... Uh, well, he was a rogue Jedi, fake Jedi, to being a scoundrel with kind of a heart of gold. And, yeah, m- maybe Leia saw that and thought, maybe they're not all that bad, but then someone like Han Solo is a different kettle of fish completely when... It took Leia a bit longer from meeting Harja to meeting Han to see maybe what they were really like um, for a consistently more than just from one act of penance. Uh, but yeah, if you want to look at it as headcanon, I don't think that's a bad choice, mate. If you were going to ask me and you said to me, do you think that was their thinking behind it? I'd say probably not because I don't know how much thought went into specific scenes throughout Kenobi. But um, I don't think it was um, deliberate. Intentional. I lo- yeah, yeah, but that is what headcanon is for, isn't it? And I like the idea of Harja being one of the ones to kind of spur her on, give her a bit of help, made her realise that, yeah, people who seem maybe maybe to have negative traits, maybe you know, don't judge a book by its cover. So I like the idea of his head cannon, mate. I'm not going to say no to it. Uh, what about you, Lukey boy? Is this a load of a waffle or can you dig it? Um, it's an interesting question, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to just uh, dial it back to the dial of destiny uh, a little bit and I, i'm gonna use this as an analogy or an example it's probably a better word for it but um you know in 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 dial of destiny indiana jones clearly when he's dh doesn't sound like a young indiana no. jones at times right and in my head canon he's got a cold done yes Sorted. i think you said that Sorted yeah yeah and i was like mate that makes so much sense because at the end of the day, still what you see and even what you hear, the action that that sequence where he is de-aged is, is outstanding and I love it. I really, really, really love it. Um, and I think it's the same with Star Wars. You know, if it works for you, if it helps fill in those gaps for you, then that's part of the fun, you know? And I think a good story can do that. A good story leaves in just a few gaps so you can kind of imagine and it only helps with the experience. And sometimes when you overtell, 
you, you know you lose your audience and you yep. you know not everything needs to be filled in um you know i i like a bit of solo as much as the next person well not as much as someone like jimmy adams the tank. He loves it yeah but like with solo the kessel run uh, maybe it would have been cooler if we just hadn't seen it maybe if it's just referenced in all the films and we never see it maybe that adds to the mystery maybe that adds to the lore Mm -hmm. a little bit which is ironic isn't it that's that almost seems paradoxical that you've got you're literally adding to the lore by literally showing us how it works and yet if you kind of just didn't do that it almost seems a bit more intriguing. It seems just a little bit lack. I don't know. In my opinion, lack of a better word, a bit more sexy. If you just oh, have no, that you mean, mystery, mate. right? But that's what I think the books work in that sense. That if, mm. if if you told, I know, and people would scream at me for this. Oh, it's too big a moment. If you if you describe the Kessel Run in the book, it's out there. If you want to know about it, fine. But where it's but when it's in a live action in a film, for example, where so many eyes are going to see, it, and it becomes so embedded in the story that when Han says the Kessel run you now think back to Solo that yeah, yeah I know what you mean like I've always thought you know, books and comics and all that they're very good for filling in the moments where maybe you don't need to know about or, or or kind of major moments which don't always reflect negatively on the on, on, on the live action stuff or in mm. terms of like Shadow of the Sith actually make it better someone like the Kessel run I think could have been like a in a book and if you really want to know what happened, go and see it. But if not, don't worry about it. When Han mentions it in A New Hope, it's still a mystery. I think... I mean, spot on, mate, by the way. I just, I'm just thinking more on uh, Max Rebo's question here, right? On the old experiences question. I, I, do you know what? I think what the Kenobi show does well is that it shows that ultimately Leia is a bit of a free spirit, right? She is a free spirit. You know, you know, she likes to go out. She she doesn't always follow the rules. She goes out. She plays. She does effectively what she wants, and sometimes to, yeah, to to a fault, yeah. And that's kind of the the cornerstone of her kind of story, her arc in the Kenobi series. So I think as she gets older, and probably through learned experience, she has to reel that in a little bit, right? And especially now she she's a she becomes a politician she's royalty she has to be very formal and in the original trilogy we're seeing a very formal layer really i mean she's still she's still you know like a baddie you know she still like goes out and does her own thing and you know she you can't tell her what to do and usually she's right yeah she's still got that strong personality which makes her so awesome however however she's still pretty formal so i think what she loves about han someone like han you know a scoundrel is that adventurous side that they Mm -hmm. they just can go and do han just lives freely you know he's just he just don't you know live free don't join yeah until until han actually does join yeah and that's what i love about dj and the last jedi is he's he's a han solo that eventually doesn't do anything good Mm -hmm. yep and that's yep. his life. We we basically see a glimpse. What what would Han Solo be if he didn't, you know, come in and blow up that Tie Fighter? Yeah, that's, that's DJ, right? Yep. And um, minus the you know forced, really badly uh, executed stutter, mate. Oh, it, and it is. Oh, here we go. I just oh. said right now, it's unnecessary. <laughs> it is. Shut up! What? Whose oh. idea was that? Whose yeah. idea was that? Mm. I, I think it, I believe it was Benicio del Toro's, but it it was a a, a choice. I think it blows, really? but it was a really? choice. Hey, look, 
give your character some well, character, but <laughs> yeah, not not that because it looked like you were taking a Mickey a bit. Um, yeah, but, but there we go. You know, uh, I, I, I like my, it. My, my, yeah, my, my answer it's more. I, I think it's more to do with layer than it is like harder or anything. So yeah, I hope that hope that makes sense, mate. Yeah, nice one, uh, Max Rebo. <laughs> I'll add. Uh, thank you, mate. Now we're moving on to oh wow. Now we're talking about style and drip. It's time to hear from the Belgian Bond. Badim Simmons. Uh, he said, uh, "Hi, fellas. What is your favourite Star Wars spoof or parody? I personally love Robot Chicken's Boba Fett." Considering this is a family-friendly show, I will not be quoting him, but it's on YouTube. Stay spicy. Well, thank you for staying within the parameters of, of the rules for the show, Vadim. But, uh, Lukey Boy, favourite uh, Star Wars spoof or parody? There's many of them. What, what say you? I mean, one that really stands out to me, I think it's kind of a spoof slash parody, but it's more about Star Wars, is uh, Carl Newman's 2009 Fanboys film. Mm-hmm. I love fanboys and I was late to got the party with that I, I only got that Blu-ray I think in like 2019 or 2020 nice. something nice. like that and because um, I'd, I'd heard about it all the time all the time yeah and I, I, when I watched it, I was like oh wow this is this is tremendous I think it's such a nice nod to the Star Wars fandom especially of the 90s um, yeah, I think that is probably my number one. But for, for, for direct parodies, for me, Vadim, I'm going to say, uh, you know, your Blue Harvest uh, family <laughs> guy. You know, something, something, something dark side and it's a trap. I think the family, oh, I, I, yeah, the family guy ones, I think, are, the, are, are my favourite. But fanboys, mate fanboys really 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 good and i love i love when i can see matty boys like looking behind looking, him trying I've to find it, his i've got it here somewhere. Got it on I've got blu-ray it. mate yeah i got it on blu-ray yeah i was looking for it just so i could read the back of it and just admire it once more oh it's a beautiful 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 film um and yeah i i i particularly love when i see star wars just in pop culture anyway you know whether it's something as stupid as like big bang theory or uh, the goldbergs you know, yes. um, spaced. Oh, I just, oh, I wow, really, yeah. really love. I really love Star Wars references in, in anything. And I'm always like, oh, you know. Yeah. I just feel like Call it legitimizes. Yes, yes. It it just legitimizes how much of a big deal Star Wars is. I know that's yeah. sad. I know that's a sad way to look at it, but I love it. I adore it. Matty boy, what's your favourite, mate? Uh, no, I echo that last part. Whenever you hear a Star Wars reference, I, I get so excited. Um, I, I mean, The Simpsons has had so many throughout the years, um, which um, somebody on YouTube put them all together, and it was such a long video. It's unbelievable. Um, I love The Simpsons ones. Uh, I can't not say Spaceballs. I love Spaceballs. It's just such stupid, irreverent humour. Um, and obviously The Last Jedi and Ryan Johnson did parody Spaceballs, the parody film in The Last Jedi with the spaceship landing which turns out to be an iron uh, pressing the guy's clothes but um and robot chicken as well robot chicken is stupidly funny uh how you can take i love how creators can take something so revered as star wars and just t- turn it into something like that where it blurs the line between does this really happen oh no it didn't it that was the robot chicken parody but for me, it is uh, 100% also the, the Family Guy one as well. I really, really enjoy the Family Guy ones. Somehow the characters fit. Uh, somehow uh, it all works. I know they got permission from Lucasfilm and actually help, I believe, from the Lucasfilm art department to actually create those um, from the second one onwards. And yeah, that those for me, I'm going to say the, uh, the Family Guy ones first, mate. 
What do you remember that Star Wars were working on with, I think it is Seth Green, who's involved a lot in Robot Chicken. They were working on their own kind of spoof animated short Robot Chicken style cartoon show. Do you remember yes. that? Well, vaguely, yeah. What's that called? I can't um, remember what it's called now. Star Wars, I'm just Googling it now. Star Wars, Seth Green, Star Wars Detours. Oh, no. Ooh, how can we forget that? Yeah, and that got that got canned, didn't it? After the uh, after the takeover. So yeah, let's see, let's see if they if they bring that back. Yeah, I can't believe I couldn't remember what that was called. So many people online talk about Star Wars detours, and it's it's funny to think that well, we're still sitting here now. Will they ever bring it back? I hope. Mm, actually, part of me thinks, oh, wouldn't it be cool? But has enough time gone past now where it's just then then they're just not thinking about it anymore right maybe i mean they got like all the episodes pretty much in the bag yeah. haven't they so maybe one day maybe one day i just think disney probably and lucasfilm probably want to move away from almost like making fun or having fun having banter with the original yeah. trilogy and they always want to make it Sacred, yeah, that's true. They've got the Lego stuff. That I love those Let's as see well. It. Let's see, yeah, me too. Oh yeah, good chat. The let, oh, oh yeah. the holiday special and uh, the the <laughs> summer vacation <laughs> one. Oh, they're, the they games. are fan- they're fa- oh, the games themselves. They are fantastic. Do you know what? No, I, look, quick break from the uh, Patreon questions. But you know, you know what? I totally forgot. Go on, mate. Um, doesn't the Disney Gallery Mando season three come out? like this week like today uh, today Wednesday yeah it's out now June. in fact yeah it's out now apparently I totally oh, forgot something to watch I wonder how much filth's going to be in that do you reckon we'll it's going to be meaty no I don't I don't think it's going to be meaty mate I don't I don't I don't think I think it's because a lot of real world stuff affected that and mm. I think they're not going to address it you know true, they're true. not going to come and say well you know uh, Gina Carano isn't here, and so we had to four <laughs> talk we, about we, it. We had to include her story into Mando season three, and so ultimately yeah, we were left with this and that. They're not going to say that. No, I mean the last one was the Disney Gallery season two was fine, and I know they split it into two. The first one, the roundtables, awesome. You know they really they had what four, five, six episodes. How many it was incredibly nuanced and in depth. Season two was fine, and then they had a separate one for the Luke moment. I don't expect much from this one, mate. Which is which is a shame because they started off like so promising with the with the roundtables in the gallery. But of mm-hmm. course, I'm going to be watching it though as soon as I can, mate, because it's it's behind the scenes Star Wars stuff, which I dig. I'll watch it. I'll watch it for sure. Course, I'll probably put that on. I'll be like, right, having me dinner. Put this on, <laughs> and then the missus will be like, now we're watching something else. Um, I didn't know she spoke like that, but hopefully she doesn't listen she, to this episode. Yeah, she she speaks like Marge Simpson. Apparently, we have been we have been watching a lot of Simpsons lately, which is very good. The the those early seasons, oh my yeah, word, they it. are that's it. ahead of their time. Very ahead funny. of their time. Unreal, unreal. But even like Simpsons, Futurama, they always would play around with Star Wars references. Yep, and they 100%. are rebooting Futurama. That is coming to Hulu in the US and Disney Plus here in the UK I think sometime this year very soon so that's very true no yeah Um, uh, I remember the Simpsons did a used a forks joke which uh, seems to have permeated my 
uh, humour. I remember I was in hospital for one reason or another, which involved a birth, my own daughters, and somebody said, maybe we need to for use the forceps. Or another. And I just heard, Ooh. use the forceps, and said, use the force. And it didn't go down well, but that's a story for another time, mate. A good story for another time. <laughs> yeah. Um... Right. Okay. Thank you so much for that, Vadim. Glad you're a legend, Belgian. Money. He's probably he's probably on a boat somewhere. In like, um, he's in like up, Dubai or something now. Up to all sorts, and probably sending us inappropriate DMs on Instagram, which we love and appreciate. Don't stop him, Vadim. Uh, Key <laughs> Key seventy seven, who we met at celebration, uh, sends guy. in this question. He goes, "Oyo Savalois, I've sent you back." in the DeLorean to 1975 to the cinema to watch American Graffiti. Great, Scott. You both know that Georgie Boy is in the early production stages of developing Star Wars. What's your plan? Do you wait till 1977 and drink in the atmosphere of the world seeing Star Wars for the very first time and not mess with this time-space continuum? Or do you do more than that? you hatch a plan to become much more involved maybe somehow get a part in the film maybe somehow have a word in george's ear and plant some ideas but he has no clue who you are what's your plan chaps it was great to meet you both at celebration i'd go back in time and do that again you lad he goes cheers kieran p.s I was taught as a kid that vacuum was the only word with double U, as in U, U. In asking this question, I've just learned that continuum is another. Who knew? I was all, similar thing, similar thing, Key 77. I'm going to go off on a little rant here. Oh, wait. Nothing rhymes with orange. And it's like, well, I think lozenge is quite close to orange, lozenge, isn't it? Orange. It's the, I think it's the closest you're ever going to get, I think, without using two words. Yeah. Yeah. Lozenge, orange. So, I dig it. Thanks, mate. <laughs> I like it. I'm, I was lozenge. just thinking about it. I was like, that's probably the best I've ever heard, actually. Yeah, yeah. it probably oh, is. Lozenge. Oh, rhymes of orange. No, a lozenge. <laughs> there we go. See, you get it. You get it. Um, what are you saying, Matty Boy, about this um, cheeky question? Uh, thank you for the kind words, Kieran. It was wonderful to meet you two at Celebration. Um, I am, I, mate, I'm going to be the boring guy, so I'm not touching a thing. Firstly, I would love to go back mm. to 75 and watch American Graffiti, because I really do enjoy that film. It's such a weird film in the sense that it hasn't really got a plot. It's just one night of just kids before they go off to college or whatever. But it's just fun. Um, it's proper Americana. Uh, I wouldn't do anything because imagine how many times have we said uh, on this show or specifically when referencing certainly A New Hope that what would we give to be there on opening night where nobody had heard of like Star Wars. What is this rubbish? And then to be there when it drops, when the hype hits and when the toys start coming out and, and, and everything is just Star Wars. I'd love to do to do that. Obviously, there is. I'd love to kind of whisper in George to see, you know, like slower, less intense sometimes, um, or something like that, or maybe connect the prequels a little bit better. But other than that, <laughs> no, I, I genuinely would leave things as they are. Uh, would I? Lo- would I love to be in a film? Of course, I would. Who, who wouldn't want to be in a Star War? But I, I think sometimes about uh, you know me. I love film, so I'm always, I'm always researching or looking at the history of film. And the kind of like the what if moments or the what if this has happened and Star Wars is one of them. When we did the 1977, the episode 77, when we spoke about A New Hope and we spoke about all the all the things that fell into place, all the com- things that kind of converged to make this happen. And one, one of the, if one of those things didn't happen or did, went a different way, we don't have 
the films that we have now we don't have the law we don't have the show or anything mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. just find it like the fate almost of it all. something was guiding the production along and you know could we have had um, Al Pacino as Harrison Ford yeah we could have done or even later could we have had Leo DiCaprio as Anakin Skywalker yeah we could have I'm glad we didn't because you know Leo maybe won't come back to do Star Wars now but um, the way it all turned out for me is just lightning in a bottle and I'd never ever want to change that it's a bit of a romantic or a bit of a soppy thing to say but I would never want to change the way it ended or the way it ended up were were there things in the films I'd change now yeah probably but I'd never want to change the cause of history when it came to giving us Star Wars as we know it Uh, but I would like to go back and watch American Graffiti in 75 um, what about you though mate are you, uh, are you changing things are you keeping them what's, what's your what's your game honestly I think I'm going to go back and I'm going to make myself a wee career key 77 and I'm going to be I'm going I'm to be I'm going to claim the title for, for multiple things I'm going to be the original Stormtrooper I'm going to be bum. the Stormtrooper uh, <laughs> I'm going to be I'm not I'm not naming names mate boy I'm uh, I'm going to be I'm going to be the Stormtrooper who hit his head I will feature in Jamie Stangroom's The Empire Strikes Door and I'll be like yeah that was me and I'll make sure there is evidence to prove that <laughs> and that's good. it Who's mate Keith Simpson I've made myself a career that's it I'm going to be at <laughs> Nerdbase I'm going to be at uh, cons, small cons, Elstree con. I'm going to be there, mate. I'm going to be earning this. Dance, I'm going to be. Good I'm going to be earning, yeah, some bunts and burners, nice little <laughs> yeah, earners, yeah. Mate, it's not nice a bad answer to be fair. It ain't a bad owner because we know that a lot of the convention circuit, and I respect all of the hustle, and I respect all of them. You can make a tidy living out of that for having the smallest role or any kind of size role. It's not a bad shout, mate. Actually, to go back and think about the bunts, especially those originals. Those original 100%. films, my words, yeah, you can, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what that's I would do. Yeah, that's some competition, lads. I'm the original. Yeah. I'm the original. What do you mean original? How can you prove that? I, I'm the original. I, just I was. I'm, I'm the first one. I walked on there first. How do you know? Well, I just did. Well, fine, fair <laughs> enough, good. <laughs> nice. Sean, buy him a drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Good then I'll be moment. best. I'll be best mates of uh, old Ross Sandbridge before you before oh, you know my it. Boy Ross, yeah. my lad. Good old Ross. We love Ross and Chris. Shout out to you both and all of the people out there on the convention circuit of who we've met most of anyway. But that is a good answer. Luke Bly is always singing about his wallet. I like that. I just want to say as well. Um, we, I forgot to say this, mate. We're at. Um, because I was going to say in the handle bit earlier in the main discussion, London Film and Comic Con, we're doing quite a few panels. That's oh, next yeah. weekend. So not this weekend coming. That's on the uh, 7th, 8th, 9th of July, 2023. We're going to be at London Film and Comic Con at the Olympia in mm-hmm. kind of West London. Uh, yeah. Come through. We're going, to, we're going to be hosting quite a few panels, aren't we? Which we've kind of, we've done our own panels, done our own things so like MCM. We're going to have a booth at LFCC again, but we've never we've not hosted panels before, so we're going to be doing that. We're going to be interviewing a few guys from Andor. So yeah, come through to that. Keep an eye on the schedule. Yeah, schedules are out there online. We'll share them again closer to time. But yeah, it's a good point. We will be at LFCC, so we'll we'll have a we'll have a stand again at the Star Wars Zone, which where we met so many of you last year. Come along, come see us, um, and join in the Star Wars fun. We'll be there. Um, hopefully grabbing some time with some of the talent of the convention circuit guests there and yeah we're going to be actually 
you know, leading on stage interviews with some of the talent, including uh, Ingville Daler uh, and others as well. So, really looking forward to that, mate. Uh, but yeah, come along, LFCC. We'll be dropping some more stuff in the next within the next week on our socials because it is only 10 days away cannot wait to see all of the gang there again and mate you know what I can't wait to see all of the London based or UK based listeners or international who are going to come and say hello to us and we can hang out again yes big time love time if if, if you're going to LFCC drop us a DM and uh, head to our store and come say hi get photo have a little cuddle have a chat it's going to be great it's going to be a little fist bump whatever whatever it's yeah, going to be great what if you like. it's going to be great whatever yeah, maybe yeah. we'll have some stuff to hand out maybe we won't come along and find out that's the yeah. mystery for you there but um, there's no mystery here mate there are the Patreon questions they are all done Max Rebo Vadim Key thank you so much for your uh, questions great as always next week we'll have another batch but for now this is going to bring an end to our session here in the Bantina Bartender sorry about the mess We'll see you again, same time again next week here in The Bantina. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Star Wars Sessions game! game yes it's that time of the week it's the end of the episode but we don't leave you on a downer no 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 we leave you on a higher in other words we have a game each week a star wars themed game we alternate responsibilities to host this week it's my responsibility to host which means luke is playing luke do you want to know what you're playing this week always mate always what are we doing what are we up to this is a bit nasty you haven't got a call anyone, oh. don't worry about that. But again, I, I thought it was your week this week for the games, so I uh, got I ru- uh, got something together last minute. Uh, it is called Who Said That in a Funny Tone of Voice? Something like that. Basically, I've got four sound bites, four actual quotes from uh, Star Wars properties. Note the word properties, not just films. Uh, oh. That somebody has said something. I just need you to tell me who said the quote. The problem is oh. I've adjusted the speed and the pitch Possibly to an inconceivable level, but we'll see how well you do. Oh, no, I love it. Okay. All right. Let's get involved. I'm ready. Similar to your one last week, but so I'm going to play the first one. You know, as much detail as you can, but just tell me who said it. And maybe they're easier than I thought, but are you ready for the first one, mate? No, let's do it. Yeah, let's get involved. Let's get involved. Here we go then now. Right. Something my mind is on the space. I share my dreams with those. What? <laughs> Play that again. Play that again. Something my mind is on the space. I share my dreams with those. It's. It sounds like something in space. I don't want to have a drink with those. What's it sounds like <laughs> a classic line from Star Wars. Yeah. One more, please. One more time. Come on. Here we go. Right. One more. Three, two, one. Something my mind is on the space. I share my dreams with those. What on earth <laughs> he's like, is that? He's like, what's this idiot on about? What on earth is that? Is it? <laughs> is it? I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure that that I heard drink. Okay. okay. For a drink. Is it? Is it Obi Wan at the bar in Attack of the Clones? Do you want to hear it one more time just to corroborate that? <laughs> sure. Why not? That means it's wrong. But yeah, let's it does. Uh, let's do it. Let's Here do we it. go. Three, two, one. 
it sounds like the background sounds familiar too like the it's not as easy now is it <laughs> it's really not as easy you're like oh maybe it's too easy it's not easy <laughs> listeners at home might be like way ahead of me they probably are um now put me out my misery mate what is it what what is this this is he says i share my dreams with ghosts at the end of that sentence Luther, you meant yeah it's Luther ray win and or it's part of his monologue now i can hear it now i'm like yeah yeah, yeah, in a sunless space i think he says i share my dreams with ghosts drinks and that almost so almost don't don't okay we'll get to that we'll get to that yeah go on right what what else what else we got not for one you got three more you ready mate tell me when i'll smash the button go on go here we go punch it Oh, wow, that's really bad. But I'll try it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it again. Right, listen really carefully. Listen okay. really carefully. Here we go. Three, two, one. Oh, no, you can hear it. Can you? Can you? You can hear it. Yeah, if you listen really carefully, you can hear a certain t- t- two words in there. You can hear. All right, all right. One more time. One more time. Right, go here on. we go. Pitch, pitch, pitch quiet. Here we go. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> I am blanking. I'm just saying. It sounds um, like probably what I sounded like to Daisy Ridley when I'd just come out of the toilet and I said, the, Oh my days. Oh my days. That's the audio representation of my phone, my, my picture taken with her. It's all over the place. Right, yeah. the last part, he says they'll never see it coming. They'll never see it coming. Yep, here we go. Rises. They'll never see it coming, yeah. it's That's sequels, right? Right? It's not. Oh, Matt's shaking his head. It's, it's, it's new content. They'll never see it coming. Are you sure it's not episode nine? Yep, definitely not episode nine. In my head, I'm like, oh, let's do some holder maneuvers. I'll never see that. Kind of, that's not the word, is it? It's that's a good shout, but it's not. It is but, new content. It's from a streaming series. They'll never see. Oh, yeah, Boba and uh, Mando. Not Boba, not and Boba. The, oh, two. They're like two Mandos. I'll never see it coming. Is it? Is it? Is it? Um, it's from your favorite episode. One of your favorite episodes of Mando. Is it? Is it? They'll never push sit. Oh, by three weeks. What's the name? What's the name? Um, Nada always cosplays as a. No, not that one. No, Nada's right. a great cosplay, but not a. We've pushed the show back by three weeks. Ahsoka. Ahsoka. And they'll never see it coming. Oh, of As- course, a Jedi, a Jedi, and a Mandalorian. They'll never see it coming. Yes, season two is a Jedi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One hundred. Matty boy walked me there. Matty boy walked me there. Thank you very much, mate. Yeah, mate. And if, if you don't oh. believe me, listen carefully. Here we go. Participation award. Yeah, they'll never. They're almost there, Kyle. It's obvious, now, isn't it? It's obvious. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. If you if you squint, if you squint, yeah. it's obvious. <laughs> If you're, if yeah, you're what, else? Like what, what else? What else we got? What else we got? Right, two more. Good luck with this one. You might get this one. Oh, two it's, more. It's, My it's, word. It's a, few, it's a few seconds longer, so you might get this one. Remember when I said Star Wars properties? Don't always think about the films. 
Here we go right. then in three, two, one. <laughs> um you got it, didn't you? <laughs> no, so don't always I think th- live action, think of that I think out of the box. I think it's I think it's um because of the sound effects, I just think of resistance straight away. <laughs> um and the high the pitchiness of it. To me, I'm like, that's just normal resistance, you know? That's just a normal Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, as we heard in our little soundbite from Sean. Oh, uh, um, Christopher Sean, Christopher Sean. Um lovely bloke, lovely bloke. Um so, no. I, I, I have a feeling it's it's live action. It's not live action, so it's not it's, a, not, it's not live action. It's not even I thought, animated. I, it's not what? It's not even animated. It's not even animated. It's not an animated it's not live action. Nope. It's not live action. It's not animated. That means mm-hmm. it's a video game. It's uh, it's um, Grease, isn't it? It's Greasy Money. It isn't Greasy Money, but you're on the right, kind of on the it's, right track. It's Cow. You're not Cow, but you're kind of wrong. Think like it's, it's uh, s- s- Sarah. Think badder. It's um, Dagon. Uh, think e- think even badder. It's Vader. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> first time. You've got it first time, mate. It's Darth <gasps> Vader him, in uh, Star Wars uh, Jedi Survivor. Uh, so, Ooh. yeah, you got that. Well done, mate. Good job. Well done. I got that. Um, I got that again, guys. Two for, two for, two, two for three. three. Three now. Right. Last right, one, mate. I think go. you're going to get this one, okay? You ready? Do you think? Do you think? <laughs> You know what? I don't remember what this one sounds like, so I've got no, I've got no uh, uh, point of reference here, even though I've just done it. You ready? Let's do it, mate. Come on. Here we go. Three, two, one. You don't know how hard I found designing the order to terminate your life. Yeah, easy. Um, check your union army. <laughs> well, it sounds like it sounds like what tambour, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. What? 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 No union. Um, <laughs> Um, right, go on one more time. It does sound familiar, admittedly. Go on, on one, one more, more time. time. Uh, think older here. Here we go. Three, two, one. Think older. Oh. You don't know how hard I found designing the order to terminate your life. It's easy when you know it, isn't it? Every time I hear a word, I'm like, oh, that's not that. And then before you know it, it's done. One more time, please. One, one more time. One more time. Okay, count down again. Yeah. Three, two, one. Yeah. You don't know how hard I found designing the order to terminate your life. Is that Obi Wan Kenobi? No, it's not. Oh, what? I should have said it so A new hope. Think a new hope. Think a new hope. Uh, it's not Kenobi. Is not it? Uh, why did I? It sounded like um, your focus determines your reality. Uh, no, it sounded like that. Would you make one more not. time? Yeah, go on, one more time. Here we go. Here we go. Why not? You don't know how hard I found designing the order to terminate your life. Terminate. Yep. Yep. It's terminating now. I heard Terminate is one of the words. Yep. So think a new yep. hope. Is it Vader or is it one of the Imperial officers? Uh, it's a high-ranking Imperial officer. Vader is in the same scene. It's, Tar- it's Moff Tarkin. Yes, it is. Yes, yeah. it is. Yes. Now, now I hear it. 
Is this for what, 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 Tambor? Yeah. No, Union. Yeah, it is. <laughs> there we are. Um, yeah, it was Grandma <laughs> talking, mate. No tuck, no Union army. It was definitely Grandma talking. I am going to give you that one, though, because I didn't actually really... I, well, I told you where to go, but you got it yourself. Yeah, it you, get, you basically told me where to go with all of them, mate. But I think yeah, that's... Um, still, I need that to one you're going to have I that one. To- let me know, like, let me know if you guys at home got any of those, like, first time or something. Yeah, that was yeah. Tarkin saying, you don't know how hard it was to sign the warrant or whatever to terminate your life. He says it to Leia. Um, then there was obviously Vader and Jedi Survivor. The other one was uh, Mando, Mando and a the Jedi, they never see it coming. And the first one, uh, I don't remember, it's so long ago now, but it was uh, a good one. A what, 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 what? A what, what, what? Tambor. Tambor, Tambor, Tambor. That's it, mate. That's the game this week. I told you it was easy. You did a great job with it, mate. Episode 210 in the bag. Unreal. We met Daisy Ridley. Done. That's it. I told you, episode 210 is where we crescendo now. We are never getting bigger than this. Daisy, if you're listening, come on the show. We love you. That is that, though, for this episode of Star Wars Sessions. Episode 210. Uh, a bit of a chatty one this week, but we loved it. The fun doesn't end there. Don't worry about that. No one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us? Master Bly Walker. They can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, usual places. Just search Star Wars Sessions and we will be there. Uh, drop us a voice note or a cheeky message to our email, which is hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk and uh, please don't forget about that Patreon guys we've had a really nice steady flow of signups uh, to the Patreon so patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions or download the Patreon app and look us up on there there's loads of bonus content on there and it means the world to us ensures the future of the show so thank you ever so much yes if you want to support the show for free keep doing what you're doing and just simply listen to us or leave us a five-star rating and review on your podcast provider of choice, including Spotify. And thank you to everyone who has done so. But like Lukey Boy said, we know there's many more of you who haven't. So if you have a spare few seconds, please do leave us a five-star rating. It really helps the show grow, gets new listeners in, gets us up the listening algorithms and all that good stuff. And it's another way for us to hear from more of you each and every week. So thank you. Yes, and please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell your nearest double you, and I mean two U's, word. Tell your Ewok, tell your cousin, the more, the merrier, the castle spicier. Yes, sir. Tell your nearest convention circuit attendee who's been doing it since the 70s that this is the podcast you're looking for. So until next time from me, see ya, and from Luke. And may the force be with you always. Luke Luke yeah breast chan original original song driver <laughs> no that's that's to that order we love Chris I'll buy, I'll buy you a pint mate we love it we love it. it's just banter yeah it's just banter right. I'm gonna stop it I'm gonna stop while I'm ahead flipping out
Jedi to you? What? <laughs>